more of the good stuff. Cliffcentral.com That's right, more of the good stuff. Welcome back to the good stuff. Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brent Lindekew, the good news guy. I absolutely love Tuesdays. Man, it's the best day of the week. I get to come and play on radio at Cliff Central. I get to see the Cliff Central family. It does make me happy, and I'm hoping that some of those happy vibes can be uh, spread around to you. I've, I've got a massive show today, like I always do. Loads to fit in, but it's all in the name of good, so I'm sure we'll be okay. I've, I've stolen Rianette from, uh, from the first show, which is uh, unbranded with Timothy Maurice, but for good reason. A couple of weeks ago, Carte Blanche started airing a TVC with regards to Rack 15 and what has happened since then. Flippin' cool stuff. Uh, there's great stats. There were over 90 million people reached um, with, with this year's Rack 15 campaign. And it's just sharing kindness and love for each other. Um, Ellen DeGeneres mentioned us, which is flippin' amazing. So there was really cool stuff that came out of that. And from that, I had an influx of uh, page likes on, on, on the Brent Lindicu page, Twitter followers, and trolls there were a whole bunch of trolls that sort of sort of started i don't know tweeting me and and sending things and uh and yeah when when i was younger and my mom used to sit me down and tell me about trolls um in fairy tales they used to live under bridges but that is no longer where these trolls are are living they are out and about and and they live behind the internet uh with anonymous names and and sort of big social media bullies um, it's not a nice thing to go through. I had a, a really ugly email that was sent to me that we're going to get into. Um, and yeah, I want to hear from you guys today. If you've ever been trolled, if you've, I don't know, if someone's tweeted badly at you or, or you've had to deal with that, then you can get in touch on cliffcentral.com, um, the WeChat, Twitter, Brent Q. You can just sort of tweet us and, and we'll get there. Um, you're not a troll. That's not why I brought you in here. You're not a troll. <laughs> I hope not. I hope I don't look like one, but no, definitely not. No, you're rather very passionate about an organization called Save T-Net. So it's That's a big it. Yes. And, uh, and you work to create awareness of responsible digital engagement for the youth. I've done my research. Um, they're parents and schools with the support of national and international parties involved. Yes. So you, you're out there to look after, look after us. Yes, everybody, everybody who's using social media and the internet. I mean, that's all of us. Um, and to, the, the awareness creation is really to save lives. And it sounds so airy fairy. Oh, how are you going to save lives by creating awareness? The fact of the matter is there are someone's, there are people sitting at home right now while we are having a fantastic Tuesday conversation. They are upset. They feel rejected and they are probably depressed because of cyberbullying and stalking and so forth. And especially the youngsters, the only way out for them seemed to be committing suicide. All right. We're going to get to that in a little bit. I don't want to get too deep and heavy yet. Yes. Um, this is the good stuff. So we're going to stick a little yeah. bit to the good stuff. And we want to get to know you. So first yeah. off the bat, uh, where do people find you on social media? Brent, I'm at, um, at Rianet. It's R-I-A-N-E-T-T-E. And safety net is spelled S-A-V-E-T net. Um, like saving a life. Yeah, that's where we are. That's where you are. And you actually just finished a show with Unbranded. So you've been in the studio for an hour. Yeah. And now I've pulled you in for another hour. It's like it's a double so, whammy. It's so much fun. I love it though. Okay. So yeah. we're all good with that. Yes. I am, um, I mean, I've, I've already lived a full day. I've been up since 4 a.m. this morning. I don't know how Gareth does it every day um it's you know that alarm when it goes off and it's super dark and super cold and it's not exactly the best thing i think i, I pushed sleep like seven times before i got out of bed because it was just that hard <laughs> yes. um but once you get going I, I guess it's okay i've done and we did an amazing launch this morning one of my clients bhp bulletin yes. they've uh they've demerged and become a new brand new company oh, that's exciting called south 32 and um and, and the reason for that which is so cool i, I don't want to uh, sort of go off the topic but the reason for south 32 is because um it's the latitude line that connects africa and australia and those oh, are the okay. two main players for south 32 we uh we unveiled a big logo that was 10 stories high amazing stuff this morning awesome. um so my day is literally you know, it's over. After this, I'm going to go have a nap. <laughs> but that's a good reason to get up at four for, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, um, for our listeners, perhaps, that don't listen to Unbranded, because a lot of the a lot of the listeners are quite targeted and they might not tune in to the show yes. before. Um, can you give a little insight as to what you are about? 
Okay, so Unbranded with Timothy Maurice Webster is really to unravel brands and look behind the scenes, you know, like what is it that creates a brand and all kinds of fascinating things. I come in at the end of the hour with the cyber health feature and we really look at the good, the bad and the ugly um, of the social media side of life and, you know, what the web offers. So, yeah, that's in a nutshell. And that's uh, that's what you do on the show, Safety Net, which is the organization. Yes. What does that do? So Safety Net is really a collaboration of companies and people who feel passionate about um People, because they're not just in the cyberspace. Um, anyone who is concerned about people and their well-being, um, be- they become involved. From legal experts right through to psychologists, through to um, you know corporate companies and so forth. So it's really a net of people and organisations that should you fall from cyberspace, should you feel like you need legal advice or you have been bullied but you're not sure how to deal with it or you want your child to deal with deal with it properly there are psychologists and so forth so at safety net we just guide you to the best person or company to assist you that's why it's a net that is incredible yeah why are you so passionate about this because you do you I can feel that you're passionate about helping other people yes. Brent, it's really because we cannot allow that anyone or any Social media platform and what is said on that can determine your value because it doesn't. We all should realize that our value is a core course um, component for us to understand. And it breaks my heart to think that there are people taking their lives. And we've seen superstars take their lives because of it. So that's that's why where my passion comes from. Um, It's really just that fact that. It's it's uh, it's like a highway. We all drive on it, but those drunk drivers are the ones that make it dangerous for us. So, you know, it's it's not the platforms that are bad. In fact, there are numerous good good news stories that we can that share come yeah. out of the platforms. Yeah. So it's that's why it drives me. It's just to get people to understand. Listen, there are risks. Um, before you before you give the car keys when you, when you hand them over to your eighteen year old. You make sure they've got a license, a legal license, that they've actually tested, you know, that they can drive and that you've seen that they are able to do it and you guide them through the process. And we just want parents and people to get their license, their online license before they just go in there and face the dangers. What, what is the correct? I mean, this is, this is a, something that is quite important that I've actually never thought of yeah. because social media may have started when I was in, but the social media that I know. Um, yes. I mean, we're not going to talk about MySpace. That doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> but Facebook and, and that sort of social media, I only recall it starting when I was already in varsity. Yeah. What about all these kids that are, I don't know, 9, 10, 11, 12? What is the appropriate age for kids mm. to be on social media? It's a very good question and one that um, we always get asked. But if you look at what we have on offer in a social media platform space, there are numerous, numerous, um, they call it the media, social media platform rules. And we have to understand why they have these rules. So if, uh, to answer your question in terms of the age, certain platforms have 13 as their age restriction or when your, your legal age to join them, such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Google Plus, Tumblr, those ones are 13 and up. Um, there are ones that need 18. You need to be 18, like um, even YouTube, WeChat, um, there are some others. And if you've got your parents' consent, then you can be younger. Yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, okay, so the ages are there as a, as a sort of benchmark or a suggestion. Yeah. What would you say is the correct age for like a kid to be on social media? I don't know. I would um, say that, first of all, the big question is when you give your child a tablet or a device, yes. right? So um, there are fantastic products available where you can hand your kid a phone when they're younger and they've got certain numbers on their phone. They are protected. So the technology is there. So like, Even a, with, like a kid's safe mode? Or yes, whatever, yes. Yeah. I just wanted to say those phones are specifically made for kids. But then you get your, like my Samsung's got the kid safety mode. And even um, routers are really 
clever in that sense where you can set different profiles for the different family members. So when you log in with your with password, your device, yeah, oh, wow. it will give you certain restrictions. So those are good things to keep in mind. However, it's about having a conversation relationship with your child. Um, I always say that be on Facebook with them. Be a friend, but don't say anything on Facebook, please. You're just there to listen and to see what's going on. You never want to embarrass them. It's not your space. It's not your place. Your place is around the dinner table. Have your conversation that, there. That's almost like um, when we were younger and our parents used to drop us off at school. And at some point... You stop kissing your mom goodbye. You're like, cool, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm big now. I'll see you later. And, and it's the same sort of thing when you have parents, not, not so much when you're older, but when you're in that sort of adolescence, when you're trying to, trying to show who you are and learn who you are and, and sort of fit in. Um, I can understand why you wouldn't want your parents going, love you on your wall. No, no. I mean, as parents, that's just not cool. It's not on. (laughs) You don't do that. However, if you're, if your child knows, Listen, my mom is there. She's just keeping an eye or my dad is watching my back. I, then it's, it's really good for them to understand why you're doing it. You are making sure your house is safe with the relative, you know, relevant alarm systems, burglar bars, whatever the case might be. That's what you're doing when you are a friend on Facebook. You're just there to protect and to keep an eye. So, um, yeah, there's, there's not a specific age, but I would really strongly recommend that you, you know, you really look at the age restrictions or, um, guidelines, the community guidelines and those terms and conditions. You know, we are so used to hearing T's and C's apply. We don't even take note of them anymore. However, when it comes to social media platforms, you have to know because it's a contract that you tick. I agree and I accept. There are jurisdiction areas. So if the laws in America apply and you don't know them and you are stepping over the boundaries, Guess what? You're stepping over their legal boundaries. So you're, t- you're telling me I need to go read those terms and conditions. You will have to. I will have to. It's not that boring. I must be honest with you. Um, Facebook, for instance, recently updated this. It's actually quite interactive and nicely laid out. It's easy to read. They've made it easy enough for us. And there are things like your age restrictions, privacy, password, your, your content and copyright. I mean, think about copyright issues. The, you, you're actually giving many of these platforms the right to share it and make it theirs. That is so scary, and I've never thought of that before, <laughs> that they can. It's that theirs. They it's not yours anymore. That's just mad. All right, we're going to get more into this, and I'm going to read out some of the stuff that got emailed to me because – you know, it needs to be put out there, and then, then perhaps you can make me, you can help me deal with it. Okay. But first, uh, we've got our, our good stuff news feature. We bring it every week. Uh, top five news stories. from the good stuff i'm here to give you this week's top five stories from around the world at number five we have the man who removed his turban to save a child's life he took it off to stop the bleeding in his head from when he was hit by a car he was then rewarded by a furniture store by kitting out his whole house At number four, we have the tiny wind and solar eco-pods that are a home away from home that you can last up for a year on your own without any assistance. At number three, we have the doctors that are getting behind the intern that fell asleep while she was on her shift. It's hard work nowadays to be a doctor working those long hours and they all understand where she's coming from. At number two, it is now illegal for supermarkets to throw away any edible food. They must all give it away to charity. And finally, at number one, we have the girl that puts on makeup every single day just to lighten her day, bearing in mind that she's blind in both eyes. Have a good week, guys, and I'll see you all soon. Oh, we love Nikki coming in and giving us the good news. Um, she always adds a little bit of sophistication. Uh, it's the English accent. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> you know, it makes us sound so, so prim and proper. 
So posh. So posh. So the top five stories for this week, pretty interesting. Um, I mean, there was the, the guy that removed his turban, which is unheard of. You don't do that. You don't remove your turban. But there was a kid that got hit by a car and he immediately just removed his turban and um, strapped him up and made sure that he wasn't bleeding. And instead of his his community criticizing the fact mm-hmm. that he had done something so terrible, um, they rewarded him and they, they kitted out his house. Like they yeah. just said, we're going to give your house a complete makeover. How and amazing. Sort it out. Yeah. And it's, instead of just, you know, um, slapping him with a stick and saying, look how, you know, th- what bad you've done. It's really seeing the reality of the story mm, and you saved a life. It's the religion that uh, sort of plays down on that you've got to keep the turban on. But in actual fact, do what's right is yeah. what it comes down to, which is super rad. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I took there was uh, there was a doctor. That fell asleep, and um, we've seen a lot of photos uh, on our social media with our police who are sort of sleeping all yes. over the place. So um, it was a Mexican doctor who had fallen asleep uh, at her desk at early hours of the morning, and there was a patient who took a photo and was absolutely disgusted that this doctor had fallen asleep at the sort of reception table inside a... Yeah. Uh, hospital and they wrote a blog about it and how disgusting they are and doctors are not supposed to be human how can they and it's actually raised a whole other um point where all other doctors backed her up and started posting their own photos of them fake sleeping (laughs) and and putting it all, all over social media and the reason for that is um they're saying their hours are too long the doctors are working for too many hours um they are human and everybody needs oh, to sleep. Ask me, yes. I was up at four this morning. I know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah it's, I, I just, I, I love the way that on social media, you can do that. You can rally behind a cause. And, and the, I'm sure at first when the blog sort of went viral, she must have felt terrible. I'm sure she did, but she, you know, I don't think we've got a clue behind the scenes how, how hard they work. So that alone is creating awareness for their, you know, like you say, conditions and the other doctors standing behind her firmly. Totally. But it also reminds us, listen, even though we think we are directors with a camera in our hands and we can just post any film, like with the, with the man who saved the boy's life, Sometimes people hold their phones and that's more important to film the whole scene and yes. so, watch someone dying instead of doing the right thing. Completely. So it's, it's about, you know what, have compassion and you actually want this doctor to help you as well. So she needs to help you stand up and help her, you know, wake her up. Uh, say, so how about a cup of coffee for you, doctor? Yeah, totally. Let me, nice let me do something affair. for you. A random act of kindness. I'm all about those. I love those ones. Um, the other, the other story that I wanted to highlight was, um, that France has now made it illegal to throw away any edible food. A lot of stores, um, even in South Africa, they'll get rid of their produce. They've got sort of steps that they do. So once it reaches a certain date towards the expiration, they sell it to, um, the staff that are in the store so they can get it cheaper. And then, uh, they'll give some away to charity, but they'll also throw food away. And France has made it completely illegal. You cannot throw away food that is still edible. You have to give it to a charity instead. That's amazing. Yeah, it I think be, it changes the game. It, you know, it must be quite challenging though for for the store. I mean, um, because there's only a certain. I mean, by the time they take it off the shelf, then in terms of um, due dates and so forth, they they must be quick to get the produce to the right people. And um, but if I if I had a charity and I needed the food, I would stand at that door and be ready to accept it. A hundred percent. I would I would be standing at the door of the store, exactly. Yes. Waiting for that produce to come to me. Yes. Yeah. I would bring the truck. I would arrange the rest, you know, just hand it over because you if but what what this makes me realise is the fact that for them to have put in a law shows you how much produce had been thrown away over the years. Exactly. That actually, you're raising a good point there. It does. It highlights that there's a huge problem, but they're trying to fix it, which is really cool. Love it. Really cool. Um, I'm going to post all of these stories online. I'll put them on Twitter and I'll put them on Facebook. There's also a little group that I created called The Good Stuff that you can go jump into so you can get hold of these stories. One of them, which happened about an hour or two ago, um, which I which I have now, is a South African rhino has survived a horrific attack by poachers. Sure. Um, they've actually named renamed the rhino. It's it, her, his, I don't know if it's a guy or a girl, but it's a girl. It's a lady. They've called her Hope. 
a little female rhino. They've called her Hope. Oh. She had one of the, the worst attacks that we've seen in the country, but they they managed to get her just in time. Oh, so yeah, She lost like her nasal cavities and all of that stuff. Oh. They've operated on her. Um, they fixed it up. They've put a plate over there, and, and she'll be able to go back into a breeding program. Um, and I guess now this sounds horrible, but she's safer because she doesn't wow. have a horn. Yes. <gasps> yeah. Hope. Oh, well done for her. Yeah, I think it's cool that they found her in time, and I, I hope that they find the poachers more than that. Yes, oh, it's so sad these things. And again, if you if you look at this, the impact of social media again, this will just make us all aware. And hopefully, this poacher will read about it. We hope so. Stop poaching our animals, please. Yeah, please. But amazing what they could do. Put a plate in, save her. If if that's the type of damage, I mean, well done to those. Yeah, there's doctors. a, there's a rhino. I, I go to Dullstrom quite often. Mm. Um, and I don't know what that highway is. It's sort mm-hmm. of going <laughs> that way. <laughs> Towards Mpumalanga. There we go. And on the way, there is a, um, a, a, a petrol station that has quite a big piece of land in front of it. Yes, it's beautiful. Yes. And they've got like a whole bunch of buck and they've got mm. a giraffe and just, so while you're busy sitting eating your lunch, you can, you can watch the animals. Yes. It's a beautiful View. Yeah, and they have a rhinoceros there that they uh, had um, the horn removed. So they went to okay. the vets and they paid for the operation, and they had the horn removed to ensure that their rhino wouldn't be poached. Yeah, it's but, sad, it, but it's necessary. It was necessary, and the rhino in that space, um, it it it's not being it's not in the wild. So it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't need the horn. It's not going to yes. get attacked by anything. So I think um, if we start forward thinking like that, we could actually save a species that is on its way out. Yes. Yeah, it's a very good point you make. Yeah. And it's a nice place to stop over because it's, you know, you just get a little bit of um, a piece of holiday ba- on your way back home and a reminder. That, that last safe. little break. Yeah, before you hit Joburg. <laughs> um, you're tuned into the good stuff on Cliff Central. Hey, one cleaners, Worcester, Conrad speaking. Hi, Conrad. This is Chad from the Glen Gables Hotel in Worcester. We're looking for a new cleaning service. I found your number on the internet. Would you be interested? Yeah, flip great. Where are your offices? Well, on the corner of Alaho and Aldo, across from the Beef Cack and Tag Shack. Cack and what? There's more than one Worcester out there. Reach a more relevant audience by advertising with the Yellow Pages. Visit yellowpages.co.za and get listed online with South Africa's most trusted business directory. Yellow Pages. For local, reliable results. So, I mentioned earlier on in the show that I received this mail. And it's a it's a horrible, nasty email. Um, it's not that it's a light thing. It was it was really, really nasty. Uh, I'm not going to read you the whole thing because it was really long as well. Okay. What, it came from, I, I've got a website. So, I've got brentlindicue.com. And the reason why brentlindicue.com exists is for my MC work. Um, to, t- to tell the story of what happened during the neck nomination process and, um, and to get in touch with me to yes. sort of listen to the show or sort of see what I'm up to and, and also to contact me. If you send an email from brendanderhue.com, it's anonymous because it's, it's one of those web. Yes. Like a, it's a form. A web form. Yeah. That comes through. So this person sent a, an, an anonymous email, a long one. It was really, really, really long. So he or she took real time. Took time, took time, and I'm going to read you a bit of a bit of it um, because I can't. There's not enough time to read the whole thing. Okay. Um, And I just want to say again, the the website is there for my MC work. Um, I also need to eat, so (laughs) you you know (laughs) we can't we can't all just uh, live on rainbows and flowers. Um, This is how it starts. Holy crap, man! Humble much. I haven't seen so much showboating ever, even from Kanye Douchebag West, the only person to ever be called a jackass by a U.S. president. That would make you worse than Kanye, dickhead. Get off your high horse. Rack was a, oh, what does he say? Rack was a movement in the U.S. and Europe years before your video, and the pedestal you've placed yourself on is nothing more than you being an attention whore and just a whore in general. Hmm. Your whore website is nothing more than a self-proclamation of how awesome you are. I mean, it goes on. Uh, here we go. He, th- this is where it gets interesting. I'm part of a group of over 250 people that have been buying bread and jam and making sandwiches to give to the poor and homeless every Saturday for the last three and a half years with no recognition or attention wanted, but rather because it's a good thing to do. The reason I'm sending this to you as an, as an anonymous is because I don't want recognition or have a need for you or the world to kiss my ass because I am such a good person. 
and I'm much better than you are, asshole. You bought a homeless guy a burger. Well done. Like I said, whore slut douchebag. Like it, it just really is mm. nasty words. Um, and for no real reason. There's, you know, it's, um, that's really ouch. Right. When I, when I got the email and it's funny because I've, I've been, it goes on. It, I mean, I'm mm. not going to read anymore. Mm. I've, I've had people tweet me before that have just uh, tweeted nastiness for whatever reason. And I've never let that affect me. Okay. And I don't know why. I don't know what the difference is. So, um, I've let, people have tweeted me and ba 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 ba. In the year and a half that I've got into the space that I am in now, this is the first time that someone's taken the, the time to draft. It's like four mm. or five paragraphs long. Yes. Um, to tell me what a horrible person I am. And when I read it, I went cold. I can imagine. Cause it's not, it's not nice. It hurts. Totally. It's personal. It hurts. And it's, it's kind of an attack. And, um, I think what hurts me most is when your intentions are actually good and it's not perceived that way. So let's, let's talk about, um, from a factual point of view, right? So yes. this is, I wouldn't say this is a troll. This is because a troll, if you look at Wikipedia's definition of a troll, it is a person who sows discord on the internet by starting arguments or upsetting people by posting inflammatory or off-topic messages in an online community environment. Okay, so they would be like on Twitter. Um, yeah, or a closed group, a chat group, um, even on a, you know, WeChat or, um, if you've got a, a um, what do you call it? WhatsApp group. Yeah. That's when, when they are really like pulling teeth and making it, they deliberately intend to provoke people into an emotional response or to just dis- disrupt the normal conversation. So those are the trolls. Yeah. Um, in this case, it would be seen as harassment because it's personal and it's directly sent to you. And if you look at harassment, um, I've got good news for you because the Protection Against Harassment Act actually states that anything that's done digitally can also – it falls under that act. So you wow. can get legal representation. There's this – you can actually take steps, legal steps. Wow. Um, and – yeah, so in terms of defamation in cyberspace, that contains photos, videos, sound bites, written content, any content. And if, even though we have the freedom of speech, which I'm sure this person feels he or she has, um, if it's, if it's untrue and if it's not in the public's interest or in the public's benefit to know, then it could be seen as harassment. In this case, it was sent directly to you. Yes. Um, so luckily it wasn't online and, if you think of people like in the Oscar trial, for instance, what people f- said, the, the things they actually had the guts to put on cyberspace, which will be there forever, um, it shows you that people just feel that this is an open canvas. Let me say what I want. Um, and, and it's, it's really not. There were, there was, there's two representations that I've, that I've brought up quite often. Um, the one was that PR lady from the UK, Justine Sacco, mm, mm. who was on her way to South Africa mm. and she tweeted, I can't remember the exact tweet, but it was something to the likes of, um, on my way to Africa, uh, I hope I don't get AIDS. So it was, it was, yeah, she said, yeah, it was, she said something like that, adding like, don't worry, I'm, I'm white. Something to that effect. And by the time she had landed, there was this, this tornado of trouble that she caused. She lost her job. Um, she lost the respect of, of whatever big PR she had earned. And, and people thought that she was a bit of a jackass. Yeah. And she was having a nice sleep on the plane while this whole war. It's, abso- it's absolutely mad. Absolutely um, mad. So it is, it's important to think before tweeting or think before putting it out on social media. Yes. I like to say it's not, in the past it was what you eat. Now it's about what you tweet. It's very true. Um, and yeah, we, we have to consider the hurt it causes. And in this case, um, I'm sorry that you had to get a letter that like that. I mean, in the past, superstars and people probably got those through the mail, yes. the real mail. Yes. And, yeah, and they, in their case, they could burn it. 
<laughs> to get rid of it and I'm, let it go. Um, I'm not going to burn um, my laptop. That will be but, awkward. But you can delete yours <laughs> and let it just be, you know, and you, you've taken to heart what has been said. So how do you deal with something like That's that? That's my question, right? Um, it's, it's a tough one. And I think I want to say you're not alone because there are many other people out there who want to sow these seeds of hurt. And those, let's just say, the the fact that this person or any person takes the time to write a letter like that, um, there are many motivators. There are many things that hurt. Um, there are probably a story. Each person has their own story and why they react in a certain way. So we won't know what this person's story is. Um, I personally am very thankful for the fact that they do have those sandwiches and that they that they serve other people some some of us are just fortunate to get a platform like this i mean it's a really good opportunity to have a platform like cliffcentral.com where we can share these messages well that that's um, the biggest thing for me this is an opportunity for this person to come to you to say this is what we're doing to make a change how can we work together to make it better and bigger even if they don't want any recognition so, um, first of all, let's just remember when you get something like that, that person has his own or her own agenda, their own problems, and I have a boundary. The big, big, big thing to remember is not to respond. So, we shouldn't respond, whether it's on a social media platform or like your case and it's in your inbox. Don't so respond. If if I knew who this was, like if I had, a, I don't know, maybe they, they, for whatever reason, their email came through and I had their email address. The first thing to do is not respond. No, you don't respond because um, then you become part of a conversation that can get even more ugly and um, you just want to collect evidence. In this case, you've got evidence and there are forensic analysts who will be able to trace who this, who sent this to you. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you could, if you really wanted to find out, you could find out. And, um, forensic analysts, there are many different companies who work on this. And that's, those are the people who you get involved, like, um, like in Oscar's Bissouri's trial, they were the ones who took the phones and analyzed and check, check, checked. So, um, yeah, don't respond. Take screen grabs. Say, for instance, it's, it's more harassment happening online or social media platforms. You take screen grabs. You ensure that you keep those evidence. And um, you keep it so that you can take it to the police and to the forensic analysts. So that, that's, the, that's the first reaction that one should have when, when they're being cyberbullied or… Yes. What, what is this? Harassment, stalking, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You, you need to have a bit of evidence to so take a whole bunch of screen grabs and have all of that content to give to the police yes. so that you can start creating a case. Yes, you can create a case. And I mean, there are cases where you can say, listen, can you please stop this? Or you can go directly to the person. That's why the the ideal is to know everybody on your Facebook, your Facebook friends, know them really actually have seen them in real life, which is not, um, it's not always the case. It's not always the case and it's, it's tough, but, um, sometimes when you do ask, they can stop. Um, but yeah, you take it to the police in South Africa, you take them to the police, you get forensic analysts involved and, um, you look at the protection against harassment act and that's online at the justice.gov.za. So you, it's all there. You it's get it and there are lots of forms that you can look at, whichever one applies to you, fill that in and so forth. Now, um, this is quite new and as well. You know, if you consider um, how people deal with cases like this, but remember those, those things that I've just mentioned. I want to, so, I mean, we, we, we know this has always happened with celebrities and people in America because everything happens in America. Um, how prevalent is it in South Africa that, that people are being cyberbullied. And specifically, I think what I want to touch on is kids because I'm an adult and, yes. and I've got a cool support structure and I read the email and I was a little bit upset, but an hour later it was done. It was over. You know yeah. what I mean? I didn't, yes. I didn't hold a grudge and I didn't carry it around with me and have to go to school the next day and face whoever had sent this to me. I yes. just sort of moved on. And it's a good thing that you are focused on the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> because it makes you even more positive in general. But so I, uh, I know and, and, and if this person's listening, please hear this. Um everything that I've been through, it's never been about self gratification. It's been about amplification. So the more stuff that I can get out there, and I'm so thankful for Carte Blanche for, for coming on board and highlighting the stuff that I do because it it 
it inspires other people to do the same. Yes. And if everybody in the world, if everybody listening right now, if everybody who's listening in the podcasts, if you just decided to change the way that you, the, the way you see things, the way that you focus on things, and you choose to do good, you choose to be positive, you choose to help your neighbors, you choose to be kind. Yes. The world would be a very different place. Totally. A very different place. Yes. And that's, and that's why I've been afforded this great opportunity, as you said. It's an amazing platform and they keep, I mean, people keep giving me huge platforms to, to sort of talk about changing the world and how we do that. Mm. And it's always been about amplification, to amplify that message, inspire other people and get them to be on the same wavelength that I'm on. Yes. And it's your journey, right? I mean, this is your journey. Someone else has got another journey. Um, and I mean, let's just say this. There are, Hundreds of thousands of people doing amazing work each day. I take my hat off to people who run children's homes. I mean, they work really hard and they make, they have, that's inter, eternal impact, eternal change because those kids' lives are being changed in that way. Completely. And, um, so, so we thank each and every person who is doing a great job. In terms of kids, let's talk about some stats for a moment. So, Let's say um, stalking. Let's talk about stalking because if this person had to carry on and imagine receiving a mail like that every day. Oh, that would be heartbreaking. Or, you know, and, and especially when you're younger, how devastating that must be. So a recent study done by the Youth Research Unit of UNISA um, showed that they interviewed 1,500 secondary school pupils in Gauteng and – the high, this just highlights a shocking rate of cyber stalking um, as reported to these learners. To me, it's shocking because remember they are younger than 18, so they don't really know how to deal with this. 30.8% communicated with someone who started by being very nice and um, but then ended up frightening and demanding more from them, like personal information or speaking about sex and so forth. 26.5% received unwanted, annoying, and scary messages from a person whom the learners have repeatedly pleaded with to stop, but the person never stopped. And then in some cases, the perpetrator knew the person, um, knew them so so well through photos and information that they've posted that they actually had the personal information. So, um, and then there's also a majority of learners, almost 90% regarded the threats made by the perpetrator as serious. But wow. the part that bugged me was that um, only about 40.7% of the learners would wait to see if the person does anything before they reported it. Why would you want to wait and see what they're going to do? That's why it comes back to my previous statement of as parents, the, re- the relationship we have with our kids, the physical real relationship, that sitting be- you know, around the table, having a conversation – if you don't have that, then you open the door to these guys or these these talkers. Um, long gone are the days where they have to sit at the gate at the school with a lollipop. Because now, and, and you mentioned it a little while ago, about being friends with everybody that is on, on your social media. Because yes. there's so much information readily available. Oh, on yes. your Facebook. Where I live, where I go to work, let me, let me check in where I go to school, let me check in where I do, it's, oh. I mean, it's readily available. Yeah. That's, uh, and that's why, you know, talking about creating awareness, the, the photos we post, they are due, they, there's a concept of due tagging where we can actually get the GPS coordinates of where you've taken that photo. Wow. That's scary when stalkers are serious. I mean, they're serious about their business, right? They do this for a specific reasons. They've got their, um, objectives. Sometimes it is to, you know, um, name and shame. They want to get your social media accounts so that they can hack those. Sometimes it's even to publish revenge porn and destroy their reputation. I've heard about this revenge porn thing. That's scary. Yes. So yeah. for, for couples, I mean, you might love each other now and think it's really cool to film. I mean, that's where I really love, um, the book. Um, don't film yourself having sex by Emma Salier and Tamsin Devere because it's really what can happen with that material. Yes. Yeah. It's not going to be cool. No. Um, and it can be, it can hurt you later. So, um, just coming back to it's photos that contain your geotagging information, checking in and check, you know, showing people where you are going. I'm going to France for three weeks. Oh, yippee. Okay, great. You're not home. Yeah. 
as a parent, you announce this to the universe. The stalker is obviously going to track your whereabouts, and then it's a nice time to hit if they're stalking your child. Um, and then kids like to share information about their favorite sports and their pets and these kind of things. We do it too as adults, not realizing the danger in that. Um, so that's in terms of stalking. Just I, f- I feel like I should stop checking in. I feel like that's because a lot of people, I mean, there's lots of people on Facebook. The question is, why do you do it? I mean, yeah. Do we, I think why that, do you want people to know you're there? That's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other show. That's a whole other show. And <laughs> it's, um, it's one that I think, yeah, people should just consider carefully when they when they are saying, okay, I'm here today. Okay, so let's conclude on, because I want to get into some good stuff about the internet. Oh, the yes, there are, are so bad. many good things. If we conclude on on sort of trolls and harassment and stalking, um, never, ever, ever, never reply. So that would be one of the things don't do. Yes. Um, if it gets bad, tell someone. If you're young and you need to tell your dad or mom or your yes. parent, tell them. If they need to get a hold of lawyers or the police, get hold of them. If you want good advice on how to deal with these things, there is a website readily available right now, which is save, S-A-V-E, capital T, N-E-T for net, because it's a safety net. Yes. Uh, dot com. Dot com. Yes. You can send us your message there and we can help. We can definitely put you in touch with the right people to assist you right now. Yeah, but there's lots of good things happening on the on in cyberspace. You and know? that's why it exists. The internet yeah. of things. I mean that that's why we, we play on social media because there's also a very good side. It is. And you know what? Sometimes we watch T V and you watch a show and you don't like it, it's like change the channel, push the button. If you don't like, you know, your website, change the website. There are many others to look at. So in terms of the good stuff, let's think. Um, social media, it's connectivity to family, friends, relationships. That's one of my best is that um, like my, my sister, she travels the world and she has done so for the past three years. And we only stay in contact through social media yes. through facebook yeah she'll check in in nice or wherever she is and uh, and i'll see where she is and, and see what she's up to and it feels Exciting. like i'm a part of that life she doesn't need to i remember when i was younger i traveled straight after school and back then there wasn't social media yes. so once a week i had to sit down and write uh. a long email <laughs> and send it to all my family to let and hope they receive it <laughs> yeah, so that they could know what was going on and, and where i was and what i was doing whereas now it's Instant. Yes. And remember, in terms of your sister checking in, if her privacy settings are set correctly on her social media platforms, only you and the people she trusts will know. So it can be safe. Yes. Um, yeah, and building the relationships and so forth. It also leads to another good thing. It's empathy. Um, you know, there's an empathy deficit that we struggle with nowadays, you know, this because we are bombarded with information. But it gives us the opportunity to support people in another way because you can see what they're going through. They might post something on Facebook and you can be there for them. Um, I always still su- suggest that you phone someone on their birthday. You just don't, you don't just say on Twitter or Facebook, happy birthday, you know, have that real connection. And the, it, it's nice because um, Facebook does Give you the information. So Facebook will tell me it's your birthday today. Yeah, it's and I can reminder. be like, rad, let me phone you. Yeah. And I think, uh, I thank Facebook for that reminder. I really do because the birthdays are cool. Um, we need to have every reason to celebrate. So for me, that's a personal thing. If I, and that's why it's, it would be nice if we knew everybody on our Facebook. Totally. Um, <laughs> as friends, yeah. Speedy communication. Obviously, that is a big deal. Um, in terms of if a child goes missing or if in the case of this rhino in safety, good deeds being done. It's, it's amazing how people can quickly rally together. Speedy communication. Access to the world news. That's, that's one thing that I, I found, um, has changed the world we live in, in a, in a positive way. And then, Finding common ground. You know, how many times have we've been linked to people with the same cause? Um, and then how do you use that opportunity to link the two organizations together or people together, etc.? And then a nice one that I like, but it's quite scary, is employers have a different CV that they can look at. Oh, totally. And this brings me back to a show from last week that I did um, 
which was about reputational management, online reputational management. So yeah, for, for employers, it's a really big jar of information that they can go and tap into before they say, you've got that job. Well, yeah, because you can, you can do a little background check and, and you can Facebook stalk someone and have a look at, at what they're up to. And, and if they're going to uphold your organization in their personal life. Um, one of the things with the whole Nick nomination trend last year, mm-hmm. that was one of my biggest, biggest sort of thoughts is that what you put online, A, is a representation of who you are. Yes. And B, you said it at the beginning of the show, it never goes away. Yeah. That you can't delete stuff off the internet. People have tried. People have tried and failed dismally. So that, that was my thinking is that my, my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram, it is a represent, representation of me. What do I want to represent? Do I want people to see me drunk in a gutter? Sort of what yeah. people were doing with the next nomination? No, because my kids are on social media. <laughs> they got us, obviously they're going to Google. Their parents. Do, do what, do what daddy says, not what daddy does. Yes. Doesn't work. Yes. And it's actually a good thing to go and Google your whole family's names to see what comes up because there might be someone else sharing your name who's oh, been wow. doing really weird stuff. And then if, if you have <laughs> you need to put, you need to put terms and conditions on your own Facebook. Yes. That Brent Lindicue is not me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it's, it's actually quite a nice exercise to do. And then of course, another thing that I love is online shopping and the world it opens up to us, you know? It does. And you can, you can literally shop from a store in America and it'll find its way all the way down yes. to us in South Africa, yeah. which is rad. One of the things, and it was funny, I use social media for on Sunday. Yes. I woke up in the morning and I was in the mood for movies on Sunday and I put up, I mean, it's my friends. So I trust their opinions. I went and I read about Mad Max and I was like, Oh, it sounds like a really cool movie. And then I went and read about Pitch Perfect 2 and I was like, Oh, that sounds like a really cool movie too. And I put it on Facebook and I said, guys, what do you think I should go watch? Like, what do you think is better? Yes. And there were loads of comments of people that got involved and they first said, um, that they sort of gave their opinion and then a conversation started and people were talking about why we should rather watch Pitch Perfect to Mad Max and blah, 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 blah. And it was very interesting because I trusted that opinion. Yes. It wasn't a, it wasn't an IMDB telling me from mm. randoms yes. it was my mates and my mates yeah. were telling me what they thought would be a better idea and I must tell them they were alright Pitch Perfect 2 was amazing is it? it is was that so the one funny. you chose? Okay. yeah um, out of out of everybody I'd say 95% said rather go see Pitch Perfect 2 but there's still something inside of me that wants to go watch Mad Max you so can I'm see do both you may see both I'm going to go right? this week and in, in one day it's a little bit hectic because it's a long <laughs> time but, but uh, yeah. you know at the time I didn't know what to choose and Facebook Facebook and my mates on Facebook Help me make that choice, which is rad. That was social media at its best. You know what? I've got a marketing and PR background, and that's one of the biggest challenges but opportunities when social media came out, you know, started, that we had to embrace because you no longer can you influence a person's decision-making process from the word go. Yeah. You only come in at step number five after they've – Looked at their options. They've asked their friends on face on Facebook and so forth. Then they've gone and looked at YouTube videos and so forth, so forth. So as the corporate marketing team, you have to be so so clever and intertwined with the rest of those conversations totally. to be able to influence the decision. Very difficult job that they have. It's that's why I said it's a challenge, but a great opportunity. Okay, so there are, there is a good side to social media and internet and we don't have to focus just on the bad stuff. That, there'll always be that side, but I think in order to enjoy the sweet, sometimes you have to endure the sour is how it it sort of happens. Yeah. Um, it will be there. I, I just, uh, I'm a 30 year old guy that, that stuff, border of a duck's back, I think they say. And if only kids could have the same outlook, because I've heard Horrible mm. statistics of kids that can't, and they do. Yeah. They do tend to go the other way. Yeah, I imagine, Brent. You at school, try to remember how it felt when you were like sixteen, and you, you know your friends, the school, those those walls. That's the world to you. Totally. And um, it matters. And now you're part of a WhatsApp group, and all of a sudden there's this competition going, and they're like, "Who's the stinkiest kid in class?" And they mention this name and that name and your name. And you're like, what? And then yeah, it's they a, go it's through life the whole, ending. yeah, they go through the whole voting process, and you win this competition. 
tomorrow you're not going to feel like going to school. No. All of a sudden you're no longer part of that group anymore. You've been taken off the WhatsApp group. You see that your Facebook friends have changed. You've been blocked. You, you're no longer part of those social media platforms or, or conversations. It's such a different so ball it's game the now. rejection doesn't just happen face to face or like a bully on the playground. This is like real stuff and everybody in the group has seen this. So you're embarrassed to uh, another level. So it's rejection. Then depression because you become lonely and you lose friends because they don't want to be associated with the stinkiest kid in class. And parents don't understand. It's like, oh, what are you on about, man? This is just a WhatsApp group. Don't don't worry. For them, it's a real big deal. And that's why um, we have to be aware. We have to really be careful what we say to people. You know what? It's... um, your words can hurt. And the sad part is that these, like I said earlier, a letter and so forth could be burned and go away, but these will creep up. The woman you referred to earlier who tweeted and lost her job, it, it, it happened quite a while ago, but it's all of a sudden there's another hype around it. Yeah. And now it's coming back it to comes her. back. I mean, she's moved on. She's really trying to move on. It's coming back. So, and I, I, like, I never knew her before, but mm-hmm. she was in the news. And now if you mention Justine Sacco, I'm like, oh, that's that PR lady that tweeted really badly. That's all I know her for. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's her oh, own fault. It's her so sad. Fault. But, um, yeah, if you, if you look at defamation and these types of things, just something I want to mention is that if someone is defaming someone in a, let's say a Facebook post and you are tagged in it, or you like it, or you comment, you're part of the publication chain. I need people to, to just let that sink in. If there's something on Facebook that you're saying where they, well, what's the right word? Defamate someone. If you're nasty defame, to someone, yeah. if you defame someone on Facebook or you part of the conversation, you like it, you part of that comment section, you become part of that thread. Yes. You're part of the problem. You're part of it. So you must go and, um, you know, Make sure that you untag yourself and don't comment. Again, yeah. silence is golden here. You don't want to be, if someone goes and searches for whatever is being talked about, that your name comes up in that conversation. You don't want to be there. One extremely odd um, defamation case um, was Google being sued or found guilty in France of defaming a man who had previously been jailed. For corrupting a minor And when he did a Google search for um, The auto-suggest app Immediately added the terms rape Rapist and prison to his name Google said the suggestions Were automated but was still Ordered to pay the plaintiff about 50,000 Rand in damages Now, wow. What's 50,000 Rand if you're considering You want to find a job and That comes up yeah, that's terrible. So it's, yeah, just keep these things in mind. It's just subtle, subtle tips of advice. Well, that's, um, every week I have a little segment called Change One Thing Tuesday, and that's exactly my Change One Thing Tuesday today. I believe if you change one thing, you literally have the power to change everything. And this one is so simple this week. If you wouldn't print it on the front page of a newspaper, do not put it on social media. Don't tweet it. Don't Facebook it. Be kinder than necessary because everybody's going through a battle. This is very true. Um, that you know nothing about. So, those are my change one things. It's been amazing having you on the show. Thank you. Um, I think it. if everybody, if anybody wants to get in touch, if we can have your Twitter again. It's at Rianette, R-I-A-N-E-T-T-E, um, and at SafetyNet, S-A-V-E-T, Net. That's the good stuff for this week. Uh, I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, always remember, your smile is your logo, your personality is your business card, and how you leave others feeling after having an experience with you becomes your trademark. If you want to catch up on any of these podcasts, if you want to get in touch with the good stuff, uh, just get in touch with Brent Lindicue or on iTunes. Thanks and only good things. Cliffcentral.com.